welcome to Mad Hat Economics. Today we're talking about Black Friday and the effect it has on consumers and the retail stores. I'm here with Professor David Just. Hello. And Ganell, postdoc. And again, I'm Jackie. So tell us a little bit about your recent Black Friday experiences. What? So I, I actually tried to avoid Black Friday for the most part, but uh, this Black Friday, my kids were all excited and pushed me to go, uh, you know, start thinking about buying stuff on Black Friday instead of waiting until sort of closer to, to Christmas. And so I went online and, and online things have really changed. I mean, they, they really are, there's this huge interaction between what they're trying to do online and what they're doing in the store, right? right? You get there online and they've got a whole bunch of deals that are specifically available in the store only. Mm-hmm. And they're designed specifically to try and draw you into the store. So you just, you, you start the person buying and, and, uh, and, and, Hopefully everything else follows. I, I think it's pretty clear they really want you in the store rather than just online. Is that because they know you're going to impulsively put other items in your basket or for other reasons? So there are a whole bunch of reasons why they might want to do that. I mean, one of those is, you know, it takes some effort to get out to the store. So once you're out at the store, you've got this sort of sunk cost fallacy, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm, if I find out I really need to buy this later, I'm going to have to make a trip back out. Right. Right. And so you start throwing things in and it's early enough. You really haven't planned out everything you're thinking about buying for Christmas. Right. So yeah. you're, you're more likely to throw a few extra things into your, your basket as insurance. Right. Against, uh, against being wrong and having to go out to the, the stores again and, and fight the crowds. Right, but that, but ironically, that's the most crowded day. <laughs> it is. It's a ridiculous day. <laughs> that's right. What about your experience, Ganel? You recently bought a television. Uh, I got a TV, yeah, but that was not the plan. <laughs> and we just uh, went so, for... So impulse buy? <laughs> kind of. In a way that uh, we went for just uh, food shopping, and they were giving away coupons. So I didn't wait in the line. I didn't crush in the store to buy the items. It just, it was kind of really handy. Because I didn't have TV and I had to buy TV anyway. And they shipped, and I was in a different city. They shipped it to the city I live in later on. And it was kind of a normal purchase for me rather than a Black Friday purchase. I think I just got lucky was with a lower price of TV. But in general, I think I don't like being in that crowd when everybody's mad, (laughs) really trying to buy items as fast as possible. And I don't know the prices to even compare to see if they're cheap or not. So right. I just keep overall that day shopping. Yeah, it's really hard, to, I think, for most consumers anyway, to figure out whether they're really getting a good deal on something or they're just getting something that's that's framed as a really good deal. Yeah, I know I have that experience. I Because I, I would go Black Friday shopping with my family almost every year. It's a tradition. The girls go to lunch, but... Um, we're all, we all secretly are still full from eating leftovers for breakfast. <laughs> but So we go to lunch, we eat again, and then we, we walk around the mall to, you know, work it off and we browse. And I, every year I can just remember there's nothing that really overwhelms and impresses me. I think there was one year I ended up, you know, buying a few gifts and I was like, I'm going to knock these out. And they weren't, they were almost like gifts that I settled on. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what it was, but I remember I got my my brother, my younger brother, a shirt and a hat that matched. And it, I think it reflected my style more than his. And it, they were both 
big on him, or the shirt was big on him. But anyway, he didn't wear it for like five years. <laughs> I saw him wear it once. He says he wears it more often now, but um, I don't know. I think there's something with Black Friday and, you know, just feeling pressure to get something. You're not taking advantage of your time there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and when you can't find anything good for yourself, you're kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, I can buy something for someone else and cross it off. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, the stores do it for a lot of different reasons. I mean, it, one of them is it's it's prime uh, opportunity for them, right? Because everybody has off work. Right. And it's, it's probably the last time other than weekends that everybody's going to have off work until just like the day before Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the case, this is it. This is when you can go after everybody and, and get them to shop. A lot of retailers, this is what puts them in the black for the year, right? I mean, this, this is it. This is, this is their event. Um, so mm-hmm. they're going to do everything they can to try and frame their merchandise as being something you really got to buy right now. You can't, you can't wait on this. And so I, I do often wonder exactly how many people end up getting home with their Black Friday purchases and thinking, well, this isn't quite what I wanted, right? This right. isn't quite what I was expecting, but maybe it's good enough. Yeah, right? and sometimes the return deals are modified for the, the sale. So because when you're buying in that kind of frenzy, you might, oh, I don't know if I, <laughs> <laughs> if what, I want Which that. is right. I mean, that's yeah. – that's, um, they've got people in a state where they're probably not thinking so much about the returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, if it's a gift, it's not even clear what the return means to the person who's buying it. Right. right? So it's, there's, there's some truth to that. Yeah. That's interesting. And in this year um, we had black Friday start early in Ithaca with Best Buy opening on Thanksgiving. This is kind of happening everywhere. Um, <laughs> so what is kind of, the pull of that, the pull, you know, the pullback of the date. Uh, this is going on with uh, with holidays around the year, right? But it, but mm-hmm. I, essentially, the retailers want to stretch this out as far as they possibly can. Um, right. You know, they've they've for long long time they've recognized everybody's off that Friday, and they haven't messed around much with the Thursday because right. people are tied up. But uh, maybe it's actually a pretty bad signal for the state of of Thanksgiving and families. Right. (laughs) It's just inching back because people are are getting so consumed in in Black Friday. I know when I would would, um, drive by Best Buy in hometown Tampa, Florida, there would be families that would camp out with Thanksgiving dinner spread uh, on in, in the in line for Best Buy is like what is there and I it had to be the same family every time because they always they had a big to do and um, but it's like so at is least there they're something? doing it as a family though they're doing it as a family right <laughs> <laughs> they make new friends every time you know that's beautiful yeah so. I, well I mean if, if you look and if there are really that many people sitting out there camped out yeah then there's a need you, you yeah. are. You are missing an opportunity if you don't open mm-hmm. the doors. I, at the same time, we did see a few retailers very publicly push back on this idea of, of you know, starting Black Friday on Thursday right. and say, you know, we're not doing that to our employees. We're, we, we value them having the time off and, and being able to spend that with their families, which seems like a bit of social positioning, mm-hmm. right? Because I... Financially, I'm, I don't know. Maybe they did make the calculation. Maybe it yeah. wasn't in their best interest. But I guess, yeah, they'd probably actually sell a lot. 
It almost reminds me of a price war <laughs> or <laughs> some sort, but in, in time. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Well, and if you can get somebody into your store when they've got a lot of time to kill and you know they have a lot of money that they need to spend and things they need to buy, you're going to be in good shape. So that's that's what the competition, I think, is about. And I think there is also competition between physical retailers and online retailers because yeah. Amazon is open 24-7 mm-hmm. all year long. Absolutely. And during this time, the most likely retailers don't want to lose those opportunities that people will think, ah, I, should I buy on my physical store here in the block or just should I just go on online and buy in Amazon or any other online retailer website? So that might be also dri- driving them to open it earlier, right. not to lose those opportunities when people are rushing or they just don't know what to, where to do their shopping. That's a great point. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the different um, ways that uh, stores put deals, whether they're on the computer interface, your iPhone. Um, deals are, are different across um, formats, in-store, iPhone, online. So That's right. Yeah. And they're, they're clearly gaming those mm-hmm. in some pretty, you know, pretty important ways um you know they they recognize the the consumer that's coming to them on the phone is a different consumer than the one that just shows up in the store or that shows up on their website with a you know with a standard laptop or computer whatever right right and that it might also vary consumer behavior while you're buying physically or while you're buying on phone i think we uh, act differently to different nudges Right. And we might be even different person, same person might be act differently completely when you're in different environments. And I'm sure these big retailers already know what's driving mobile sales compared to what's driving physical store sales. And they try to maximize both because apparently the numbers show that last this year, $1.2 billion were spent on mobile phones only during Black Friday out of five point. $3 billion overall, which so includes like, Thanksgiving Day sales. So it's like 20%. Almost. Yeah. And it's complete, increasing too. So the market is changing yeah. because everybody's walking with a computer in their hands. And then mm-hmm. it's like you have opportunity to buy things whenever you want to. And right. that's why the physical stores, at least when they were traditional physical stores, they tried to adapt to the technology because mm-hmm. Amazon or uh, eBay, they were always there online, but now the f- more physical facilities, they want to jump into the changing environment to have that opportunity as well. well and, and this was something that I, I noticed also, is, um, you know, one of those advantages the, the physical stores have is... You see the item. You, see, mm-hmm. you can see the item, right? So something interesting they've done trying to compete... So, so one of those the things that I, I, the physical stores have as an advantage is, you know, so sure, they'd have the, the physical items. You can go in and you can see it. But if you're shopping online, you buy it and you wait for somebody mm-hmm. to deliver it. Mm-hmm. But some of these, these physical stores are, are making a big deal out of the fact you, you purchase it right here and go walk into our store and pick it up and walk away. You can, you can avoid our lines, all the checkout lines, all things like that. Just walk in and... and pick it up and walk out, um, but purchase it online. So they're, they're, they're using that advantage of having a physical stock in your town right, to both. get people in the door. I'm, I'm sure they're 
trying to scheme to get you to walk around the rest of the store when you get there, but... <laughs> Add things on to the purchase. Yeah. If it, yeah, they probably make it easier and easier, so they just ring this up, too. Um, I, so, yeah. I mean, some of the sites will even tell you exactly how many items they have in stock right, right. then. Um, and that's some information that can pull a consumer off the off the bar, right? So if if, uh, if you're sort of thinking, well, am I going to buy this now or buy this later? And you see, well, there's two left. Right. <laughs> now I'm now I'm going to rush, right? I'm going to yeah, I'll buy and I'll run in. So what about the the sales that kind of go on around before and after Black Friday? Like I, <laughs> that was like what I was kind of thinking because I skipped Black Friday this year, but there's a store I, I sometimes browse online and I got I get notifications from them and I happened to browse one day and they had 50% off of like a whole collection which was pretty good, and it was like I think it was including sale items, and this was after Black Friday. So, what is the the motivation behind that? Shouldn't people be willing to pay more after these large sale events? <laughs> <laughs> what, so that's actually one of the the secrets out there. If you look around, so th- there are some good Black Friday deals, but they tend not to be the best deals of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's no no real surprise. If you really want the best deals of the season, you need to celebrate Christmas about a week later than everybody <laughs> else. But but even throughout that period, they don't want you know they don't want just the giant spike in sales and then we'll never see you again. They they continually try and draw people into the store throughout that season because people are still spending their money. Right. And so they take what what marketers would refer to as this lost leader approach mm-hmm. all through the season. And, and what does that mean? They find a few items and they offer it at really steep discounts with the hope that it gets you into the store and gets you to buy some of the other things where they're going to make up that money. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So it got you in the store. It and did. You... I got two sale items and one non-sale that were moderately priced. So Okay. Yeah, it was it was a it was like a fourteen dollar item, but it was still it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and it it tends to right. I mean, mm-hmm. so you, I I you know I was talking about my experience on Black Friday. I've I've almost never bought anything on Black Friday, but my kids were really excited, so we ended up buying something. We bought one item that was you know really really uh, you know reduced price, mm-hmm. but it required several accessories that uh, that. <laughs> yeah. were relatively expensive and and uh, not reduced price by any means and and I'm pretty sure they made up their money on me. Right. So it's not <laughs> just this one item. There's there's probably retailers doing this with several different oh, yeah. different yeah. things, yeah. This is this is a general strategy. It's mm-hmm. just you know they they the idea is, you know, the consumer is not going to have enough time and enough does, you know, wherewithal to sit down and calculate out whether they're really saving money or not. Right. Overall. Uh, the consumer is going to follow these, these sort of rules of thumb. And, and what you're going to end up seeing, you know, they're going to make the deal sound as good as they possibly can. So if, if you're talking about TVs and they're going to, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to take some amount of money off of it, right? They're, they're going to tell you, you know, we took... We took two hundred dollars off the price, rather than saying we took, you know, 
5% off the price mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Whatever or 10%. looks more appealing. Yeah. Right. They, they're not going to, yeah, they're, they're going to make it whatever sounds bigger, whatever sounds like it's the bigger deal. They're going to ask you to do that. And, and they sell it that way because as soon as they do and you get into this bargain hunting mode, you narrow the way you think about the decision. You don't think about the decision in terms of the, everything involved, about you know driving to the store and the hassle of driving to the store um, in connection with all of this. And you'll find people who are willing to, you know, they'll they'll buy the TV in in uh, Best Buy where they're getting you know a couple hundred off, and then they see that the DVD player is available somewhere across town um, for for. 60% off and they'll drive over there instead of buying the one there together with the TV when 60% off a DVD player is not going to really amount to much. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, a, it doesn't make any sense where they, they could basically saved, um, it, you know, more if gas, depending just, on just gas. Just in gas, right. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how far across town it is. Yeah. Right. I, it's, I, so we don't, we don't, we bracket our decisions so narrowly that we end up making bad decisions when we're trying to save money, and and it's and we don't take account of the whole the whole situation. And then is there you know instances where we're patting ourselves on the back for saving, so now we can splurge on adding <laughs> that extra feature. And the, absolutely, and this is this is exactly where they get us, right? right. So we we got the TV that was that was cheap. I'm, I'm looking at Gnell, but I, I didn't <laughs> intend to. <laughs> well, we got the TV that's cheap. Now we're going to buy a whole bunch of things to go with it that might be premium because, you know, we save so much money. Mm-hmm. And we, we have this sort of strange running tally in our head. It's it, we, we often refer to something like this as mental accounting. Right. right? We think about, um, you know, that saving that money then gives us license to go splurge on some other things so that we come out even. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's really odd behavior when you think about it. It's no, nowhere near sort of optimizing. Right. It, it's clear we're making irrational decisions, but it's great for the stores. And they're, they're wonderful at setting us up for this. Yeah. And Ganell was saying he had an interesting number. What was that number you had um, about so millennium? Millennials? Uh, it says, based on the reports, like 72% of adults under 35. They believe they are getting deals which are not available otherwise during Black Friday. What percentage again? 72. 72%. That might be driven because of what you're saying. Stores are trying to push hard, making us believe that, you know, that's the deal of the year. You have to buy it. But unless you really track the prices for a couple of months of the couple of items to see really what the price was, I'm sure you don't even know if the discounted price is really discounted or it's just a label there showing we are discounting the price because we don't follow the prices of every item possible. So we don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And online, I think it gets even worse where oftentimes they'll they'll put on a deal that they'll say is available only for a couple hours, Mm -hmm. right? Or, Mm -hmm. Or something like that. I was just really trying to drive that impulse by that's driven by, you know, being in the moment and not really thinking it out and doing your homework. Because it's so easy when you're online, that's the easiest way to do your homework and Google what is the actual, you know, market price for some, you know, some object. And then um, and then you can come back and think about it. You 
when you're there's not as much pressure as when you're in a store. That's true. From people around you. That's a good way to start a website. Tracking the average price of items. There there used to be something that did that. But it's and millennials are interesting because you what were you saying about millennials? They that they believe that they're getting seventy two percent believe they're getting this massive discount. But uh, now, basically, another research or reports show that millennials are not spending as much money as older people, on so they are not buying most items that they don't think it's necessary for them to live. Let's right. say with uh, without, so they just they are spending less on average than older people. So this report doesn't really say they are going out and buying. It just says they believe right. that's the deal. That they cannot see other, like it's not available outside of Black Friday window. So, so they've been they've been duped by Black Friday, but they still don't, don't spend as maybe. much. Maybe right. that's it doesn't say otherwise, <laughs> so I don't know, but that's possible. And it could have this attitude where they they only go to Black Friday with maybe a list of what they want to get there, or what what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if this is a function of. of Millennials just being in a, a, a worse financial situation than maybe okay. generations before. Yeah. And maybe they, they are a little bit more sensitive. Yeah. Right. So they're not, even though they maybe have been duped, they may not be as affected by the, the, the Yeah. Boyfriend. I mean, if you have a smaller budget anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, in percentage terms, it's not going to hurt you as bad. Yeah, student loans and accounting <laughs> <laughs> for everything. That's right. That's right. So what are some ways we can kind of, frame our own situation around, you know, given the context of everyone trying to convince us to buy impulsively. So I I get asked this in regard to uh, grocery shopping more often than I get it with respect to just general shopping. But the same same thing applies. The people who are most disciplined and are, are best able to take advantage of things like this plan ahead. Uh, you're going to, you know, a week ahead of time, sit down and think about everybody you're going to need to buy for this season and what sorts of things you want to get and look at what the prices are before Black Friday. Right. Um, go look at what those prices are and know what the sort of the reference prices you're looking at. And if you're going to go into the store or if you're going to go online, go with a purpose and look for the things that are on your list. Right. right. Off-list shopping is where you get caught. What about a list that maybe doesn't have specific items but has budget? So I'm going to spend $20 on this person. and It won't hurt you in terms of, of the amount of money if you have a list that just says, here's how much I'm going to spend on right. the person. But it might lead you to buy some things that uh, that aren't quite as appropriate for the person, right? So you mm-hmm. might end up with the sweater for your brother that's a yeah. little too large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good designer deal. <laughs> Confession. But, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, so you're still subject to the impulse buy. Right. But if you're, if, you, if you're honest with yourself in having that budget, then, then it won't hurt you. It might hurt the person you're buying for. Right. Right. Gives, and it gives the retailers more power. That's that's right. It gives the retailers a bit more power over you, a little bit more ability to influence you, sort of direct you towards the things they want to sell you. Right. Right. Uh, but but if you can think of specific items or maybe a group of you know specific options, mm-hmm. and you know something about how much they usually are worth and how much you know you would think would be a good deal on them then you're not going to be caught that way. Um, you, you you can become, I don't want to say immune, but 
you know, Defense. you have a lot less influence from from the, the retailer at that kind of point. A defense mechanism. Yep. So what about the the changing, um, the development of how we pay for these items? <laughs> so that's interesting. So, uh, so basically, it definitely matters how you purchase. Mm-hmm. You're using your own money. You're using credit card, which is bank's money at that moment. And I don't know what was the percentages before, but they say it's really changing from credit card purchases towards more debit card or cash, which is you're spending your own money rather than buying by on loan the items. And I think this year was only 32% on credit card purchases. That Again, so I low. don't know what was the percentage before, but they say it's really going down, the credit card purchases. That's, that's pretty amazing. Like, yeah. And do we know what is, so what is it being replaced with? Are they buying? Uh, most likely debit cards or by check uh, or cash. Because which I is mean, your money? Yeah, physically. I mean, so cash, I'm not so worried about, but uh, but switching over to debit cards, um, I mean, there are a whole bunch of security Issues. problems with yeah. debit cards that I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess that's a bad thing. But paying on a credit card may not necessarily be a bad thing, so long as you're paying off the credit card all right. the time, right? Instead of just switching to that. So mechanism. it comes back to your, if you're mm-hmm. disciplined enough, you know yeah. how much you're spending, but some people might be, okay, I have 10000 on my limit, I can afford and then I'll pay, but they're not really <laughs> calculating, let's say, the $2,500 TV's cost on their other things, so it becomes a hurdle rather than helps them. Yeah, so no, they, nobody wants to look at their bill next month, right? Yeah, especially when it's Christmas season. <laughs> that's right. That's and right. And they're trying to make positive changes in the new year. I do, um. do you, is there any data out there on whether people are starting to use more of uh, the electronic payment me- mechanisms, you know, like like Apple Pay or things like that? Uh, I don't know the numbers, but it's interesting to. I started paying with some, my phone sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just cool and <laughs> saves me to get the wallet out. Of the pocket yeah. and thing is like usually handy but my, my sense is it's still a pretty small group that does that but I, I yeah I haven't seen any numbers because uh, it's some let's say some of the outlets are still restricted too so you can't pay with your phone most of the places yeah. or at least they claim you can with some phones without or compared to others but it still doesn't function as okay as just usual credit card or cash payment mm-hmm. so that might be a struggle too for now so what are some big takeaways from Black Friday? Where is Black Friday going in the future? <laughs> it's, it's becoming Black Wednesday. <laughs> Black week. Yeah, right. Very good. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think clearly there's still huge competition um, for the consumer dollars over, over Black Friday, and it is expanding in terms of, of you know, throughout that week. Um, I, I think... I think retailers are becoming a lot more clever at trying to coordinate between, you know, uh, online versus in-store shopping and, and trying to take advantage of, of consumers in any way they can with framing. And that looks somewhat different online than it does in person. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting, right around uh, Thanksgiving, we had Amazon announcing their new store in Seattle where where there's not going to be any line. You walk in and scan your phone, pick up things and walk out. And they, they, you know, they're launching this in the context of food. 
but can you imagine the change this makes in retail yeah. eventually? I mean, I think that's gonna that's just gonna be a game changer for in-store purchases if you look down the future a couple of years. Absolutely. Um, I think for me it will be just basically, yeah, you plan ahead. If you buy something during the Black Friday or the week or holiday season, which you really need, it's fine. But if you start going with the flow to buy cheap things, then you're going to be confused and messed with the inform- too much information and then you don't know what's true, what's not. And so just be cautious and just buy things that you really need and check the prices beforehand you go to the store online or any store in your location. Yeah, that's solid advice. And it'll be interesting to see where we go in the future with retail. So, <laughs> it, and we've heard it from... Well, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens yeah. as millennials get a little more money too. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's see the economy take that turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us on our Black Friday discussion. Have a happy holidays and we will see you after the new year. 